Hello, everyone, and welcome to Growing Social Now. I have a question for you today. Do you have a personality hire at your company? Do you have good vibes? How do you know what your vibes are? Is it important? Well, yes, I think it is. And today, I am honored to have a really exciting guest, Bella Rose Mortel. And Bella is a person who has been all over the news and TikTok for her take <laughs> on how we can bring some levity to the workplace and still have productivity. So Bella, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm honored that you reached out and I can't wait for our conversation. Yeah, I have to tell you, I was pretty nervous after seeing some of the press you got. I thought, oh, there's no way she's even gonna reply. And since I reached out, you've gotten even more press. So, yeah. and I think you told me this is your first podcast. So I just feel like I'm introducing you to a whole new world and I'm just really impressed with everything you've been able to achieve. I think you graduated from college, like what, almost six months ago? That yeah, was it? Yeah, six months ago, May 2023, <laughs> I graduated. So it's been quite a whirlwind since then, especially in the last couple of weeks with these TikToks and all these news articles coming out. So uh, just lots going on altogether. Oh, that's great. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? You work at a company called Beehive and a lot of people might not have heard of Beehive yet. If you haven't, you really need to check it out. Bella Rose, tell us why. Yeah, so um, I started working at Beehive in early August. I'm the social media strategist there. So I'm kind of in charge of running our content strategy and execution across Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and a little bit of YouTube. We have someone who does all of our YouTube tutorials for how to use mm -hmm. our platform. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly doing those other four. And I don't know if I said this, but Beehive is a newsletter platform. It's a software. So anywhere content creators, businesses want to build their newsletter, um, Beehive is the place to be doing it. And how does Beehive do a better job than some of the like brands that we know? I'm not going to mention them, but what <laughs> makes you stand out? What makes you different? No, yeah. Beehive is great because it has all of the um, growth and monetization tools to really make it easy for anyone to have a newsletter. I mean, one mm -hmm. of the big narratives that we are kind of pushing and like trying to show people is that anyone who has something to say can have a newsletter. Like you don't have to be this amazing celebrity, like you can be, but you don't have to be. So yeah, it makes it really easy to get started and takes all the guesswork out of the whole process of having a newsletter and making it into a business for yourself. Yeah. I think that's one of the big hangups when you get started with newsletters is the tech the platform and really it's all about connecting with people so the easier you can make it the better off you are would you agree yeah, absolutely like when i was an intern um starting out i actually one of my first jobs ever was ghost writing newsletters for these fitness influencers and we were using some of these other um softwares that were much less intuitive mm -hmm. and hard for me like 18 year old me to figure out and i was like i don't know what to do here had to watch tutorials over and over again but um Beehive is like super intuitive. I mean, I'm biased, but um, it has been super intuitive and really easy to use. So yeah. And of course, like, like you said, the content comes first, you know, starting a newsletter seems um, like, or like building an audience can be mm -hmm. really hard. And so that's why it's important to like be putting out content across your social channels, other places to make sure that people are resonating with you and what you're saying, and then carrying it over to a newsletter. Yeah. It's so important. So what is it like to do social media for a fast growing startup? Now I noticed on TikTok that, and on X, that you are wearing a bee costume, which was really fun. I mean, do we need to get bee costumes to do social media or, or what, what does it take to really get that going on social media for a startup or even an established business? 
Yeah, I mean, Beehive is, I feel like our social strategy is really interesting, at least at the point we're at right now, because we have really built an audience on Twitter and LinkedIn Mm -hmm. with all this like text-based content. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of where our evangelists live. Like everyone on LinkedIn and Twitter is really excited about our product updates Mm -hmm. and all the ways we're sharing content on like, how can you grow a newsletter? How can you go from here to here? And like, just 10x everything on your newsletter. But we're a little bit newer to um, Instagram and to TikTok. And so that's kind of why they brought me on is because they're like, we don't know how to do TikTok. Like we want to be there. We want to have this presence, Mm -hmm. especially with Beehive just launched a talent initiative where we're trying to get like celebrities, big names, people with large social media followings to, Mm -hmm. you know, realize that having a newsletter is the next step that makes the most sense in their creator um, lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's really important for us to have, or one of the reasons why it's really important for us to have a presence on Instagram and TikTok. And speaking of the bee costume, like that's just kind of <laughs> to be funny. I think that with us, there are different levels of content mm-hmm. that we're putting out mm-hmm. and that bee costume content, that entertaining content is meant to, you know, reach a lot of people to make you laugh and just kind of have that awareness factor. And then as we're getting more people to our pages, we have um, integrated more credibility content. Like here's Mm -hmm. a cool newsletter. Here's all the things you can learn from newsletters. Here's what a newsletter can do for you. And then Mm -hmm. from there, there's that even like very bottom funnel, like a newsletter is something you should make and here's why you should use Beehive to do it. Yeah, it's, I think you need a mix of the entertainment and that's really catches attention, right? Totally. Yeah, Yeah, and especially on TikTok too. Sorry, Mm -hmm. go ahead. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. I thought, I mean, you know, you're obviously having fun in the bee costume. It made me want to order one. I mean, you know, but, <laughs> but you know, it's great when a brand has a mascot. And so how, what ideas or what recommendations would you have for brands who are trying to figure out how do we inject more personality into our social media? I think that first integrating a personality into your social media kind of depends on the platform that you're on. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. some Well, if we're thinking about creator economy in general Mm -hmm. and newsletters in general, Mm -hmm. I think we're very much in an era of the people follow people. So people will less want to follow like a brand account and more want to follow the CEO of that brand because that CEO is putting out all of these like great things and like they're Mm -hmm. connected to the company and like the brand account might be great, but at the end of the day, like a person they're connecting with is that CEO. And so I still think it's important for brands to have presence and to, um, kind of bring their own personality to it. And I think you can, we've gone for Beehive. We've kind of done this a couple of ways. I kind of pretend that Beehive is her own person. Like she is a little bit of me. She's a little bit of Tyler, our CEO. She's a little bit of of Gen Z when it comes (laughs) to this social native content. But at the end of the day, a Beehive wouldn't say slay. Like she's not that girl. Bella Rose would say slay, but Beehive kind of is a little more techie. She's a woman in tech, you know? So I've kind of just assigned a personality to who I think she is. And then she's a girl. I've made her a girl, but um, who well, I think- she's a queen person. bee. Is that right? She's a queen bee? She, Of course. She's a queen <laughs> bee. She's the best. Um, yeah, she's doing amazing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I think um, I've also heard of other like social media managers trying mm-hmm. to equate their brand personality to celebrities or to other well-known people to be like, oh, we're like The Rock and Mm -hmm. because of XYZ or we're like Mm -hmm. the mom of uh, 
the Weasley siblings. I forgot mm-hmm. her name right now, but it, because of these reasons. So there's a lot of different ways you can add a personality, but I think um, kind of making it its own person and knowing as you iterate what makes her or him it interesting and sets them apart. I think that's a great idea. So it's a brand persona for personalities, which yeah. is, uh, <clears throat> we do that for customers. So why not do it for the brand? And exactly. then it takes a living, breathing persona, if you will. So yeah, for I sure. love that. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, speaking of personality, the word of the year for Oxford Dictionary is Riz, R-I-Z-Z. So I asked on LinkedIn, I had a poll, do you know what this word means? Only 50% of the people did. But if you're Gen Z, I'm sure it's in your vocabulary all the time. And the reason you attracted so much attention is because you talked about being a personality hire, which refers to an employee beloved for bringing a positive attitude and seamless interpersonal skills to the office. So um, I know then that's great, but then do you compensate for productivity or tell us what is a personality hire? Yeah, I mean, I know that we're referencing the Business Insider article, New York Post article, and the 15 seemingly other articles that kind of wow. came out of that. Um, <laughs> I'm just like spitballing, but I know that they're all kind of saying the same thing, just in different yeah. words. Um, I did want to just kind of like clarify that I feel like the what the thoughts that I shared with um, the Business Insider reporter kind of didn't make it all the way into the article. That's um, how it always is though. It's always yeah. like, it's not, they take, they take out like a little tiny slice. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, happens. Like I get it. Yeah. 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 I do and have like referred to myself as a personality hire, but mostly because I give it like a little bit of a nuanced definition. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course I want to be the person who is um, fun and energetic, but also is smart and prepared and like evenly together. Like those are the reasons why I'm hired. Like, of course, that's how I want to come across and how I hope that I do. And I think that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think of it more like personality hires being a value add more so like your charisma is never going to hurt you. And I, in fact, think that my charisma has gotten me um, kind of a leg up or at least, you know, helped with creating connections, even when there wasn't like a transaction Mm -hmm. sort of thing happening, Mm -hmm. like just so people remember you because people always remember how you make them feel. And at the end of the day, like you can do amazing work, but you know, if you're not fun to work with, people aren't really gonna really want to work with you because you spend eight hours a day working with all these people and no one wants to work with someone who is not fun or at least nice, you know? Well, yeah, that's it. It's kind of like a family, you know, when you get together for a family dinner, there are certain people that stick together and other people who don't. So, yeah. So how do you, how does that, and does it go beyond language? I guess that's my question because in the articles it really played up and even on the TikTok, it played up the language that you were using in the office. And I'm wondering what, what does, what does charisma mean to you? Is, does it go beyond language or how would you define it? Yeah, I think I have a couple answers to this question. Um, I think language, at least for me, is a big part Mm -hmm. of it because Mm -hmm. I am the first person to say, like, I'm out here saying slay, great work, king, like y'all ate that up. I really do say that. And anyone I've ever worked with can probably attest to the fact that those are fully the words that I use, like in communication with people and coworkers. Um, But I, I have to like say that a big part of that is the team and the team being receptive to 
me bringing my entire self to work. Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of, I feel like I'm lucky because there are a lot of people who probably feel like they can't do that or that they don't want to do that or that their coworkers aren't going to be receptive to who they are. So I am just like really grateful that every place I've ever worked has been receptive and wanted to like say those words back to me and like create that connection um, between us. So I think that's really important there too. But in terms of just charisma on a broader level, um, one of the ways that I have, I think this counts as charisma, biz riz, should we say. Oh, I love it. Biz riz. <laughs> biz riz. term of the year here. We <laughs> I mean, I, back when I literally had zero experience, you know, we're just trying to get your first thing mm-hmm. when I was like looking for internships in college. One of the things that I would do is kind of, um, keep a kindness log. I still have it. I, I call it my kindness log and it's just a list of, you know, professors or people I've worked with who have really, um, taken the time to help me and Mm -hmm. teach me things Mm -hmm. and guide me and like show me things that I didn't know existed opportunities. I didn't know I could have. And so I, I, um, keep that. And I circle back with these people over and over and over again. And I know that's like a tried and true, like networking tip, you know, like follow up with your email, like, Oh, I saw that you did this great thing. Like, that's awesome. But, um, I really try to take it to the next level and, you know, do handwritten thank you notes and things like that. Um, cause it all goes back to what we said before too, is just people remember how you made them feel. And so, um, my biz res, my charisma advice for anyone listening is to keep that kindness log and remember who helped you because even the most successful people in the world had help getting to where they are. And I hope that hopefully people will reach out to me for, and I can help them soon someday. So. Yeah. I love the kindness log and you know, that's kind of old school to write uh, handwritten thank you notes. You so. know, that's true, but I, <laughs> I still, I still like it. And I've, I've gotten great reviews on the handwritten thank you notes. So, oh, well, I mean, if you want to stand out, write someone a handwritten thank you note, right? Totally. Yeah. How absolutely. many are they going like- to get? If, if I did a poll, maybe I'll do that on LinkedIn. How many handwritten th- thank you notes did you get this year? Or how many did you send? I'm sure yeah. it would be like very low. So I'm sure yeah. it would be very low and it kind of makes it special. Um, when oh, it's for not- sure. Yeah. Yeah. But always yeah. fun little piece of advice people have always enjoyed that so yeah. yeah and i love the kindness log keep track of the people that helps you get to where you are i think Absolutely. that's great yeah 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 so good okay so um now what i want to talk to you about is we talked a lot about about everything the personality you know brands everything what i want to talk to you about is personal pr because you you are an influencer so how did you get those interviews what was it like What'd you say? You have 15, probably by the time this airs, you'll have 45 interviews. <laughs> what was it like? Well, they find I, you? yeah, I definitely would not call myself an influencer at this point. I mean, I just made a couple of videos that got, you know, thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of views, like probably all together a million impressions, which is awesome. Wow. And fun. But um, yeah, I had someone from Business Insider reach out to me and like I did that interview, but that was the only like publication person that I actually spoke to. Like mm-hmm. all these other articles were just kind of, you know, extracting from mm-hmm. each other. So um, I'd had that interview and now I have this one, which is super fun and I'm definitely enjoying myself and happy that I get to, you know, use my own voice here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been cool. I, it's still kind of a lot for me. Like it's still like popping up on my feed and people mm-hmm. send it to me like, oh my God, this is crazy that this picture of you or this picture of your TikTok is on this and I'm like, yeah, that's me, I guess. So, oh, yeah. Do you have a Google alert for your name? 
to see every time it pops up? I don't have a Google alert. I think not to say that I'm getting a ton of things written about me, but I don't know if I would really enjoy that knowing um, every single time someone's saying something about me, but you yeah, know, as long as it's good, it's good. And I think it will all be good. So yeah, I, well, congratulations. That's really wonderful. And I, I really feel like we need somebody to kind of lead the charge. And I feel like and I'm not Gen Z, obviously, but I feel like we need to have some thought leaders, if you will, for Gen Z career seekers, job seekers. So what advice would you give to someone who is Gen Z, who is looking for a job that wants to really look at becoming more of a personality hire, having more of a vibe? What should they do? Hmm, this is a good question. I mean, I think that this is going to sound like everyone is saying this, but I think the key is just being yourself. And I know that's, Mm -hmm. you know, easier said than done and kind of isn't super concrete, but um, I've been lucky that I've worked in environments where the culture has been very inclusive and welcoming of things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So that's why all my experiences have been so good, not only because I've been like, oh, Slay, but also because everyone else has been like, okay, like, let's learn what Slay is and let's like talk to her like this. So there's that. I think advice is, you know, it's hard really like right now to find jobs. I know so many people are struggling with that. And so sometimes it's more important to just find a job than there's to be like the perfect culture fit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just realizing for your first job that your first job is only your first job. Um, You know, you're not going to be in one spot forever. And when you're young and in your twenties, you know, you do something amazing. And then sooner or later, you're going to do different things with different people. And it's also going to be amazing. So um, if you can't find that perfect place, that's accepting like right off the bat um, and you don't have the luxury of waiting for it, uh, just know what's coming, I guess. Well, that's good. That's good advice. Yeah. Just get out there. Do you think they should make TikTok videos? You know, I think they should. I I think I mean, they, why not, right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a lot of people on TikTok making videos because they want to get an internship at this place. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. um making their TikTok like, oh, please notice me for this brand. Or one of the influencers that I follow, she made a TikTok, I mean, 2020, like back when she was an OG, right? Um, but she made a TikTok about her resume because she wanted to get hired at TikTok and then she did. And so I think social media is definitely super powerful because people can find you, but that goes for content anywhere, you know, creating your own content and making a brand for yourself, Mm -hmm. whether you have a job that like your nine to five job or you don't, people are going to notice you. People are going to feel refreshed that you put something out there that's, you know, about you and your opinion and your thoughts. Um, And I think it's probably more helpful than hurtful um, to you. So I'm all for creating a personal brand, post your content, start a newsletter, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You need to be visible. And so it, I don't think as long as you're authentic and you do things that feel good now, you don't want to pretend to be somebody you're not. But if you can be true to who you are, or even if there's an industry you're interested in, if you can talk about that or report on it, yeah, I think you'll get some good attention. So um, a question I have for you is everyone's wondering about Gen Z. Um, You know, what are what what are the misconceptions? What do we need to know? Um, You know, what are people missing? 
Oh, a loaded question. What are people missing about Gen Z? Yeah. Well, I think that one of the bigger narratives that kind of inspires the personality higher conversation is that a lot of Gen Z people are kind of feeling like that work is too serious for no reason. And I'm just drawing from the comments on my own videos mm-hmm. that um, I made one video where I came out of a meeting that I felt was kind of serious. And to be fair, and like, I just want to clarify, like I did play it up on the video to be funny, you know, like I the, I wanted the delivery of it to be funny, but there's like truth in that. Like I did come out of a meeting thinking, wow, that was like really serious. And we're usually not like this. Um, but yeah, that all stems from like, we work in marketing. Like, are there any emergencies in marketing? Like, is it really so serious that we can't just laugh together for a second or like have some pleasantries mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, have this like connection between us, even though like, yeah, we have a job to do. And of course you want to get it done and we want to get it done well, but it doesn't have to be at the expense of, you know, like humanizing the workplace. And I think that some people aren't so lucky to just hop to these different like startup culture environments mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. sometimes things can be a little more chill. Um, but to like, to be honest, I've never been in like a fully corporate setting, so can't speak on experience there. But um, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, sure. Let's get this thing done, but let's also be nice to each other. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah when I was a Gen Z, back when I was a Gen Z, uh, I went to work for a company and <clears throat> I walked in fresh, you know, I was like fresh and we had 11 people in the department. They let eight go. And I was one of the three that got to stay because I had a fresh perspective. I hadn't been there for years. And I think that's one of the challenges we get into with office teams. If people have been there for years, that's the only job they've ever known. Mm-hmm. There is um, just a, they, there's a lack of appreciation for anything that's not super serious. And you're right. It's, it's, I mean, we are doing marketing. It's not like we are, you know, we're not working in the ER, although some days it may feel like it. So so yeah, uh, I think that fresh perspective is something that people enjoy and companies can benefit from. So um, if Gen Z wants to start spreading it, if you're the ones who get it going, that's fantastic. And the more we can bring you in, I love your future view. a lot of altruism, sustainability, all these values that we really need to keep going forward. So, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of Gen Z. So we've-, <laughs> we've Gen have, Z is a big fan of you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I told you I have three kids. They're adults, they're grown up, but I feel like they've kept me really young and with it, which has been fun, you know? So I think I have a little bit of an edge on some people because they're not in it every day like I am. So it's, uh, it's kind of fun. So we've covered a lot here. We covered uh, what is Beehive, why you need a newsletter, what brands can do to have more personality. You don't have to wear a bee costume, but you should have some kind of a feeling for what your persona is like. We talked about tips on branding for Gen Z, how to go into an office and really come in with uh, a great charismatic perspective and also be productive. So with all that being said, what did we leave out? What did we leave out? Well, yeah. we so much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think we left anything out? I don't know. But if there's anything you would like to add, that would be great. So any takeaways you think that would be really good for marketers and PR people that need to know about how to have more riz in their biz, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think just kind of reiterating everything we said that a lot of the sentiment around being more laid back and bringing mm -hmm. the vibes to work is just based on the fact that your job kind of doesn't have to be your whole life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's another part of what Gen Z really is looking for. Like they'd rather just, you know, have their own life interests outside of mm -hmm. their nine to five job. And that's why it doesn't have to be so serious because we're just here. We're trying to have money just to live the life that we want. And then this, yeah, that's the end of my sentence. They're trying to have money to live the life that they want outside of who they are at work. So mm -hmm. it doesn't have to always be the be all end all. Like mm -hmm. this one Instagram reel does not have to be the be all end all. Like we'll, we'll recover if something goes wrong. So yeah, there's that. Um, let me try and think if there's anything else I can leave you with. Um, Hmm. yeah I I think that's kind of it unless you have any of any last questions um for me well I could talk to you all afternoon and keep going and I am going to look into beehive because I think it sounds like a fabulous newsletter format so I'm going to look into that and where can we find you online do you want to tell us Bella Rose of course. Yeah. I'm at Bella Rose Mortel on everything. So it's just my name. Um, you can Google me. <laughs> just kidding. That was a joke. But, um, <laughs> yes, you can Google her and do news within the last week or the last month. So you make sure you get everything. Yeah. Lot, yeah. Lots of opinions out there circling. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just at Bella Rose Mortel on everything. Follow Beehive at B-E-E-H-I-I-V on everything. Please, my manager thinks I'm doing a good job. So you are, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. But if for more bee costume content, follow behind. <laughs> and yeah, that's wonderful. So I always like to close my podcast with the word of the day. So if you were going to pick a word today, what would it be? Oh, I think the word of the day has to be slay, doesn't it? I think so. <laughs> yes. I think you're right, Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that can be our word of the day. Slay, slay right. to everybody and keep doing your thing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Bella Rose, thank you so much. I'm so thank glad you. that you decided to come on Growing Social Now with me. Thank you to everyone for listening. You can get this podcast wherever you like to listen. And now we're on YouTube as well. So please subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And I wish you all the best in your marketing. And until next time, I'm Barbara Rosconi for Growing Social Now.